Welcome to the Spurs Brothers Podcast, where we take a not-so-in-depth view at all things Tottenham. Episode 12, everybody. Skipping steps forward. Thank you to you Oliver Skip. I, <laughs> I see it a little. Oh, Captain, my captain. Yeah, he's man of the match not once, but twice in a row, which is a new record. No, I don't know if it is. Deserves to be. His play has been outstanding, and I'm having so much fun. I might have to go and buy myself a Skip jersey. Sounds appropriate. That sounds like a good decision. Do they have any long sleeves available? Any color. Except Hugo Larissa's. <laughs> <laughs> you want that yellow no, we'll pink see. monstrosity? You can go for it. I don't know. Yeah, it's a stretch. We've got some team news to go over. We played a Europa Conference League game once again against Mura, the Minnows European competition. We'll see how that one went before we face Brentford and Norwich in the Premier League. Quite exciting times. We'll jump into the room for improvement and we'll look ahead. Getting into that team news, we've got a lot to go over, as quite a bit has happened. Instead of just four games, we have three games to talk about. That's because the match at Burnley that was supposed to take place after the Murray game on Sunday was canceled. Snowy conditions in the north of England made it impossible for that game to get played. Even though they had a heated pitch and all the groundkeepers, I think, in the entire city of Burnley working on it wasn't enough, you could see that in snow in Manchester as well. So, kind of unfortunate. I woke up at 6 a.m. for that game. Didn't end up happening, so I was a little bit upset, but that's Similar to the snowfall that we've seen here in northern Michigan as of late, I think a foot and a half in the last couple of days at least. So I kind of... Making it tough for you to play soccer. Indoor season, Benny. There's there's some slightly exciting news in terms of a former Tottenham Hotspur player, Eric Lamella, who, of course, scored that wonderful Rabona goal against Arsenal in a game that I don't remember how it ended, and I refuse to remember or think about it. But that awesome goal has been nominated for the Puskas Award. And, of course, Tottenham have to defend that award because it was Sun who won it just last year. Pretty awesome right, to see that. Right, deserved for Sonny last year. And I do remember that game. We did end up losing that game against no. Arsenal. you're right. Of course, that was unfortunate, but a great goal nonetheless. Some other random news about Tottenham players, maybe some incomings and maybe some outgoings. Steven Bergwijn's been linked to Ajax, going back to the Netherlands, where he had been playing for a different Dutch team in January. That's according to Dutch newspapers. Harry Winks. We've been talking about Harry Winks a lot and whether or not he's going to continue to be around at Tottenham come January. Sam, do you think we're going to get to see him still? Or is it time for Harry Harry Winks to move on? I just don't think so. I feel I feel bad. I don't know exactly who's going to be moving around or moving on, but I think Harry Weeks might be the one one of the players on his way out. I'm going to wish him all the best because he's a homegrown hero, and I love the kid. That header goal he scored. I mean, at the dying minutes of that oh, one, I, minute, I just I really do love the guy. I think he's a phenomenal player too. I I really I, it's funny because Newcastle could be great for him with all the huge names that could be heading to the same spot. I could I could sincerely see him doing well at a team like. Manchester City, or I guess maybe just Manchester City, but I, I yeah, I feel bad. I wish him all the best because, um, yeah, he's just not, not the right fit just at the moment, unfortunately. I know that there were also links for another player, Joe Roden, who hasn't played a lot with Antonio Conte coming in, but it sounds like Antonio Conte wants to keep him around as the primary backup to Eric Dyer. 
problem, I think, is Joe Roden hasn't hardly played, so he might try to make a lone move just to get some playing time. But we'll yeah, have to wait and see for Eric that Dyer's one. a stud and a half. He's been playing really well. This might be one of his better seasons. Speaking of center backs, Kuti Romero, we, we talked about his injury last time. Apparently that's way Hamstring worse than we even fucked. thought. Yeah, he's going to be out till February, according to Antonio Conte, so that sucks. On some slightly better news than that, Hugo Lloris, who would run out of his contract next summer, is in talks to extend his Tottenham contract and continue to be our number one keeper next year. Just make it happen. Give him all the money. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, captain, my captain. Yeah, he's been excellent this season. He can work on footwork a small amount. That's the <laughs> needs to be said. It's been like 10 years at Tottenham. You think he might figure it out? Kicking the ball. <laughs> all right, that's definitely the weakness in his game. We also know now who our FA Cup opponents are going to be when Tottenham finally get into the FA Cup in January. That's going to be against Morecambe, which is, I think, only interesting because their logo is a shrimp. They are the shrimps. So we'll be playing against the shrimps in January 8th in the FA Cup. They're near the bottom of League One, which is, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the English football pyramid, that's two divisions below the Premier as League. Well, right? Yes. Yeah, we will play at home. So that's nice. Because I think that's a long, in terms of the size of England, that's a rather long drive. Some other bit of sad injury news as we check in on the women's team. Kit Graham, who we talked about getting stretchered off, that's an ACL tear, as it turns out. And she's out for the Literally entire rest of the scenario. season. Yeah, I know how that feels. It's unfair. It's an, uh, not an ideal injury to pick up. So all the best to Kit Graham because. Again, she's been one of the better players for Spurs women Yeah, this she's year. been huge. That's devastating. Let's talk about the games. And we have to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. But Tottenham, in probably the most embarrassing European night, as far as I can remember. And that's a stretch because we've had some pretty horrendous and embarrassing losses. Golidi in goal, as he has been. The back three, we saw Sanchez on the left of the back three. Rodin in the center. That's and weird. And at the right so center weird. back. Sanchez playing right back. I guess it's without Kuti, but... Sanchez is left back, you mean? I just... No, it's Sanchez in the back three in place of Kuti Romero. I'm just... I'm struggling to think of a worse player to step in for Kuti. I I can't... I I cannot. (laughs) Alfie Whiteman. Worse. (laughs) Possibly. Maybe better. Maybe. Oh, gosh. Uh, Sessegnon and Matt Daugherty were the wing backs. That didn't go ideally either, really. For either or wing backs in that game. Skip and Ndombele in the midfield, and it was Deli Alley, Kane, and Gill up top. But yeah, it was two horror show bits of Davinson Sanchez showing not how to defend. A slip in the first 10 minutes, letting his man cut inside, and honestly, that was a really nice goal with the curling effort. And then, of course, with it's the last a kick fine of the game. Goal. It's easily defended. I, he, I, you just well, force him wide. I don't think we really need to talk about Sanchez gave up two goals. That's exactly the same number of goals that Mura scored in this game. He's the worst player that I've ever seen in yeah. Tottenham jersey. His career should absolutely be over. I have no patience for him whatsoever, and I really wish that he would never play again. I, I cannot stress that enough. He is absolute garbage. It was absolutely horrendous. I mean, Ryan Sessegnon was only on the field for 32 minutes picking up two yellow cards, and he might have had a better game than Sanchez because he didn't give up two goals. Yeah, he still scored Yeah, zero goals for the opposition. Sessegnon is an absolute moron, an idiotic play from the young kid. Both of the the yellow yellow cards were dumb. 
honest yellow cards in the second one of of, of all it was just unne- unnecessary. I just yeah, Sanchez really steals the steals the show on this one from Sess. Just I I don't want to talk about the game anymore. I'm, my blood is boiling. I didn't think it would happen. We will move on as you wish. But I will say we had some subs late on, and they didn't do enough to rescue it. The only silver lining you can pick from that game is that we're actually not yet kicked out of the Europa Conference League in the group stage with one game remaining. We're still somehow in second ahead of Vitesse on goal differential. And as long as we win against Ren, who have won the group now in the very last game, or at least we do better than Vitesse do against Mura, we'll move on on goal difference. But my, it's not the way you want to do it. And now that we can't win the group anymore, we'll have to play an extra round of games, an extra two games, as if our season wasn't busy enough already. So it's kind of the worst case scenario. The only way it gets worse is if we lose to Ren and get knocked out of the third Who tier are the top of, of the division? Yeah. Yeah, I Ren saw somewhere good. that Tottenham are currently the only English side not top of their group in European competition. I feel as though Leicester aren't doing particularly well, but... That's off top of the group. My head. Crazy. It's crazy. Anyway, moving on. I think Antonio Conte saw just how much work he has to do at Tottenham Hotspur. His eyes were fully opened. And he turned our team around. Granted, we didn't have to play a few days later against Burnley, but our very next game, a week later on Thursday, December 2nd, we hosted Brentford in the Premier League and had one of the more comfortable wins and one of the better performances from Tottenham that I've seen this season which is nice to see a team improved from the absolute worst performance I've ever seen from Tottenham Hotspur. We got an early lead. It turned out to be an own goal when Ben Davis tried to get on the end of Suns. It was a short corner, but Suns cross after he beat his man one-on-one. And we had a couple other chances to take the lead in the first half, so it could have been a couple goals up at halftime, but it was just the one. And we continued to dominate. Harry Kane probably should have had his goal because Skip played him in one-on-one against the keeper. And Fernandez, the keeper, made a good save. You expect Kane to score those nine times out of ten, though. Skip was just I really. You were, I was Skip was incredible. He's all over the field. Yeah, I really. I expected Kane to score that one, plus maybe a couple others that he should have had. I there might he, be something going on with him right now. Yeah, you you expect you just expect him to score. He had a cross. Kane did that. You thought he probably would have shot, but he put it across the face of the goal. It went by Son, and Hoiberg nearly got on the end of it, but he couldn't turn it back onto the goal. Caught the side netting, which was another good chance. And you felt like we just needed that second goal for all the dominance we had. We finally got it when Regulon burst forward off of a pass from Kane. I think Skip was involved in the build-up play to that as well. And Regulon found Sun wide open at the back post for an easy finish. So that made it 2-0. And really, Brentford only had one chance late on that forced Lloris to make a save with his foot, where he kind of popped it straight up into the air and then caught it himself. And I don't know, I think that might have been their only shot on target or one of the only shots on target, it's the most comfortable I felt watching Tottenham in I don't remember how long. I'll take the W. Yeah. Not that Brentford is like the star-studded squad that you might fear in the English Premier League, but yeah, I'll take the W. They're a bit higher ranked than, than Murrah, you would say. But we had Lloris in goal, uh, Ben Davis, Dyer, and guess who was back into this game? Davinson Sanchez. Unbelievable. He played remarkably better. But man, that takes guts from Conte to put him right back into the starting lineup after the horror yeah. show that had happened a week earlier. It was Regulon and Royale he, he out can't wide. Pass. He drops the ball everywhere. He's a liability defending. He's he's very athletic. That's the only thing he has going for him. No soccer brain. No IQ. 
can't pass the ball to save his life. Hesitant. Terrible defender. I don't think it's who I want to be, our right center back going forward. But we're without Romero, and we're seeing more and more of Davinson Sanchez, despite the horror performance. Hoiberg and Skip in the midfield were excellent, and Sun Kane and Lucas are maybe starting to find their their moves. We got to see a little bit of Winks coming on late. He did not impress. He gave the ball away a few times, I thought. Emerson Royal came on for Tanganga, and we got a minute of Bergwijn in that game. Jumping into the very next game against another one of the teams, this time at, at almost exactly at the bottom of the Premier League, newly promoted side Norwich City, who, of course, Oliver Skip played for last year and ran the midfield for Norwich City when they were division down before they got promoted. Norwich actually started much like their better. season MVP last year. Yeah, he might have been He might have been voted player uh, by the players or by the fans, the player of the year for Norwich. He's about to do the same. <laughs> He's, at the moment, absolutely. He's been Tottenham's, I think, most reliable player. But Norwich started better. They probably should have taken the lead early on. Timo Puki got a shot, but it was kind of right at Lloris. I think that was Davinson Sanchez giving the ball away on that. So after it a strong was, performance in the previous game, he was right off goal. at it. Yep. It should have so been So we got a, a little bit lucky. Yeah. And it's, not, you know, yeah, not what you want to see again. But, you know, so for about 15 minutes, Norwich were definitely the better side, maybe 20 minutes, until all of a sudden, Magic. And, oh my God, what a goal. Lucas Moura doing all of the things that he does well and putting them in together into one brilliant, magical moment. I think he dribbled two Norwich defenders, passing the ball by one of them and running around him. A quick 1v1 with Hyungmin Sun uh, dribbled another two defenders. And then the strike at the end of it. It was incredible. 25 yard just pelted at upper 90. He didn't dribble another. He, he did well to receive a terrible pass from Davidson Sanchez, believe it or not. But yes, was able to tap it around the first defender, tap it to Sonny around the second defender where he received the ball back, backed goal, offset a final defender before giving himself that half step to unleash an absolute rifle shot into the upper 90. It sat up really nicely for him and he put it away. It was a great finish, something that you expect the boys do on day in, day out in training. And this one came off for him really nicely. That was awesome. It had been a long time since Lucas scored a goal for Tottenham, at least in the Premier League, 22 games. But what a way to get back on the score sheet. And then we actually, despite conceding a lot of possession, had a lot of chances. Uh, ben Davis set up a, what almost was an incredible team goal by winning the ball back high up the field. And a quick few passes came dummied Lucas pass, Lucas's pass to Sun. Sun looked like he had all the time in the world to take the shot, but took too long. And then his shot was nearly deflected by Kane into the goal anyway. Later on, Ben Davis nearly got on the end of a cross and got a real goal since he's, his goal was stolen in the previous game when it was ruled an own goal. And then Kane had a chip shot. So we were just yeah, kind of a threat Kane all shot. over the field. That Kane, that Kane, I think it was from Skippy, put Kane in just wide open. Great pass from Skip again. And Kane only had the easiest thing to do is chip. I mean, who's the It was from distance, but still. Norwich goalie is uh, Tim Krul, I think. And <laughs> wait, Tim he got Krul, caught yeah. in no man's land. All he had to do was tap it in. I really, really cannot believe that he wasn't able to finish that. I'm I'm, I'm blown away, honestly. Kane is way better than that. Yeah, that's one of the ones that if you see it, you know, it, you just kind of have to ping it it's straight easy. into the back of the net. It's almost hard to miss. Yeah, it's, yeah. One, it's one of those ones that you and I would feel like we would have a good chance of putting in. So Put unfortunate for him to not take that. And in the second half, as we started on, Norwich, again, with lots of possession, they started to get a little bit of threat thanks to Brandon Williams, who played really, really well for them. 
going at Jaffet Tanganga. And while Jaffet had been winning that battle most of the first half, he got schooled a couple times with Williams doing some great play and opening up a few another dangerous chances for Norwich. Puki had another good chance inside the box, but wasn't able to put anything yep. on target. Brandon Williams, he played really well. They had uh, they had some good linkage play coming down the left-hand side. And man, I just, I would prefer somebody to have a little bit of cover, provide a little bit of cover for Jaffet or anybody that's dealing with some talented it's almost like in a play. back five. Sanchez was in no man's land. It's almost like in a back five. Time. You expect when the winger gets beat that the center back would then be able to step out and cover him. It's and we just saw that so exactly easy to draw him out times. of position. Yeah if, yeah, if anybody that is near Sanchez just starts to meander into the midfield, Sanchez is fucking on, in, his, in his boots. Right and that's on why top of him. when Tanganga started getting beat, it got dangerous because there was no one there to cover him. And that got scary. We, I think I texted you saying we definitely need a second goal at this point. And luckily enough, that's when we got it. And who of all people was there to score it? Suddenly Tottenham are good at scoring on corners when we hadn't scored before this week at all from a corner all season. But Ben Davis got his head to the ball on a sun corner and... Again. It fell right there for Davinson Sanchez, who pelted his volley shanked right up, well, almost shanked his volley right up into the top of the net. So awesome for Sanchez to get the He was too close to, to miss goal. on this occasion. It was, he did his best. But no, good for him to be there and good for him to get the goal that we desperately needed. You could see that sort of celebration where he just, I think, screamed angrily about the crazy week or a couple of weeks that he's had. No, Maybe I'd, I'd almost argue getting that pass the celebrations. I don't. I almost argue that the celebrations from the Spurs players have been muted to some degree because I feel like we expect more goals to be coming. I think that when we do finally score, it is almost a relief more than it is a celebration because I Rather just feel like enjoy. we're rolling. We're building a tide in this direction where these goals are going to be expected, and I think that might explain to some degree the the tameness of the celebration on the Spurs front. It was good to see we did need that second goal. And we ended up getting the third. That really is maybe a little unfair to Norwich because they had good chances. But it was Ben Davis getting forward, making a difference. He got all the way up into the box after a give and go with who else but Oliver Skip, who was everywhere, all over the field. Literally everywhere. Some of the tackles, let's just say this real quick. Skip's tackles in midfield were <laughs> incredible. They were all he over would the slide. I mean, he's sliding in, winning the ball, the ball from the opposition, and then is able to then make the pass before he even gets up to us. He's just... It was it was astounding. It really was a marvelous, a moments. true man of the match performance yet again from him. And Mike, it was just incredible. It was fun to watch, man. He's really everything on you know going forward and everything on the on the back end of the ball when Larice makes a errant pass and we're caught with our He's pants down. Skips up. there to pull him back up. Yeah, that's, that's the perfect way to describe it. He was doing everything for us in this game. And he was there again. Ben Davis, I think, also had a really good game getting into that box with that combination play. Ben Davis found Sonny, and it was one-on-one with Sonny at the penalty spot. He got the half yard that he needed to get space for the shot and buried it. And that it was, was a great nil, and it felt, it felt good. Yeah. We had Hugo Lloris, of course, in goal. Ben Davis, Dyer, Sanchez, that back three that's shaky on the one end, but did well enough on the day. Regulon and Tanganga started out wide, but both ended up getting subbed off. Skip and Hoiberg in the midfield, Sun, Kane, and Lucas, of course, up top. It was Cessignon who came in for Regulon early on because early. it looks like Regulon picked up a quad injury. I think Why maybe did before he the play? game. Yeah, they he were saying probably that he was kind of doubtful to start, and it just burns a sub right off the bat. I guess credit to Cessignon, who had just the dumbass performance in Slovenia, came in and I thought did pretty well. We had Doherty come on for Tanganga. Yeah, Doherty came on for Tanganga and, and better than didn't look horrible. Sessignon, 
Yeah. He's he's good on, when he's advanced in those positions if he's not getting red cards. He's uh, also proved came us, for... to us all that he can be an idiot. Yes, yes. He's still young, so I'll give him some some benefit of the doubt. Doherty in for Tanganga. I actually thought Doherty wasn't terrible for the first time in I don't remember how long, probably since he played for Wolves. And then Bergwijn came in late for Lucas. And after that game, winning a few on the trot for Tottenham Hotspur, Conte has played four games in the Premier League. He's won three, drawn just the one, his first game against Everton. And suddenly, just like that, we've skipped ahead into fifth place. We're just two points behind West Ham, but we have a game in hand against Burnley. It all of a sudden doesn't feel horrible to be a Tottenham Hotspur fan, as long as you forget yeah, got, anything that happens in Europe. I was going to say, yeah, that was a pretty embarrassing out against Murrah, and hopefully we can redeem ourselves against really the best team in the group. But yeah, it's kind of exciting. I think we're heading in the right direction, and yeah, we'll see what this run of games looks like ahead of us. Before that, I do want to step into the room for improvement. To lead us off, keeping outside the room for improvement this week, Oliver Skip. Is there no is there any there. other room inside the room for improvement? I feel like Skip's going to run around so much he's going to cover the whole room. Yeah, outside the room for improvement, no room other than Skip. <laughs> Just Skip all by himself. <laughs> Two man of the match performances in a row. Everybody else might have some degree of room for improvement, but for Skip. So absolutely love you, bud. Keeping inside the room for improvement, Harry Kane. Room for improvement. Yeah, I think he just needs a. I think he just needs a goal. He's looking better and better, getting shots off. But he, they need. They just need to go in. I will say that first and foremost, his play and his body language to some degree, but his effort off the ball and his general demeanor has definitely improved. He does have that going for him. He's starting to shoot more, which is definitely a good thing as well. I think that we always kind of want to see him embody Jermaine Defoe and just pull the fucking trigger. Is he doing that enough? Maybe not quite. He's not maybe quite there yet, but hopefully heading in the right direction. He has he had five shots away. against. He had five shots against Norwich, and I, that's exactly what I want to see from him. Even if not zero goals. Yeah, I was going to say zero he's got to start scoring. So Kane, room for improvement. Delhi Alley, I mean, where are you, son? I he was come on. He's played kind of poorly the last few times out, and I just feel like he he's got to get in there and mix some shit up and. I would love to just see his name on the team sheet here, maybe not in the starters, but I'd love to see him come on as a sub and attacking-minded substitution. From what I've seen from Conte, he does not favor those attacking substitutions. He really likes to go defensive. And man, I just, Deli, you gotta, you're going to have to prove something with much less exposure than here, your buddy Harry Kane is getting. But it's crazy to see how Deli and Eric Dyer's friendship, you know, however strong it has been, how they've kind of switched roles a few times and... Now we're seeing Eric Dyer really take over this team as a leader, and I think Delhi's definitely good enough, but he needs to start proving himself and having a little bit of fun out there. He can't be anonymous. It seems like he, you can forget that he's on the field for stretches of time, and he just can't right. keep doing that. Right. Who else, so yeah, who else the, uh, can he fit inside? It's just an obvious one. I hate that his name is even taking up any space in my conversation, but be it the room for improvement is probably the spot for him. Davidson Sanchez, he's just, he's got awful. I'll just leave it at that. It's just garbage, garbage player. He had two better performances after the worst performance I've ever seen. And still neither of them were convincing. He even scored a goal and it's still terrifying yeah. seeing him on the team sheet. And I, I know, want ben. so badly for him to improve. But I mean, oh, technically, man, yes, he's level on goals for the season in the Premier League with Harry Kane. But I would argue that he's <laughs> given up goals so i can't really count that as a positive still it's probably still a net negative unfortunately 
We'll see. We'll see. And as we take a look ahead, Tottenham face Wren, like Ben mentioned earlier, in the Europa Conference League this coming Thursday. It's an absolute must-win game. It is an absolutely a must-win game, and we'll see if our boys can get the job done before we see Brighton at the Amex on Sunday, December 12th, and then Leicester in the Premier League on Thursday, December 16th. We've got them coming fast and thick and heavy and no breaks, but, I mean, winnable, but must-win at the same time. Yeah, there's some decent teams we're going to have to beat in the coming days, so hopefully Conte can keep us going. We'll look forward to tracking those boys along. We'll pull for you all the way, and come on, you spirits. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Boys, have a good night, everybody. Good night.